Well, as you will have heard by now, just over two months to the election, and the brand spanking new leader of the National Party has resigned just 53 days after rolling Simon Bridges. He released a press release at 7.33 this morning. He said he's taken time over the weekend to reflect on his experience over the last several weeks as leader of the opposition. It has become clear to me, he said, that I am not the best person to be leader of the opposition and leader of the New Zealand National Party at this critical time for New Zealand. He said the role has taken a heavy toll on me personally and on my family, and this has become untenable from a health perspective. For that reason, I will be stepping down as leader effective immediately. I intend to take some time out of the spotlight to spend with family and restore my energy before reconnecting with my community. I look forward to continuing to serve as a loyal member of the National Party team and Member of Parliament for Bay of Plenty. I will not be making any further comment. Please respect the privacy of my family and me. If he has resigned because of health concerns, he has my sympathy. But he has looked out of his depth as he's coped with a successive crises within the National Party. It was a hell of a baptism by fire. But dear, oh dear, I did say a couple of weeks ago that Nationals should just forget about this election and save their money and focus on 2023. Little did I know. However, it is worth remembering that Jacinda Ardern became leader of the Labour Party just 54 days before the 2017 election. And look how that turned out for Labour. The National Party caucus gathered together at 8am for a hastily assembled teleconference. They're said to be shocked by the announcement. No kidding. I think the entire country was shocked by the announcement. So where on earth does the National Party go from here? I'm joined now by former Minister for Everything, but specifically Finance, Stephen Joyce. Stephen, what are you doing for the next three years? Are you busy? <laughs> Thank you, Kerry. <laughs> Um, I thought that question would come up. I didn't realise it would be the first question. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, as you know, I'm out of it. Um, and getting to know the family and children and, um, and enjoying it. So I doubt that I'd, uh, I think I'd just complicate things at this point anyway. So, um, yes, but it is a tough time for the party at the moment. It's a, it's a brutal old business, isn't it? He did not have an easy introduction. But if you are going to mount a coup... Shouldn't you be ready to go? Well, you'd certainly you'd certainly want to be. Mm. Um, I think the challenge for Todd is that it was probably a much bigger deal um, in terms of challenge than he would have expected. But that's the difficulty when you take over fairly close to an election. Everything gets concentrated up. Yep. Um, so uh, you get a you you don't get a very long uh, getting to know you period. You know, if you start at the start beginning of an election cycle, you know, they'll give you roughly a year to get your act together. Uh, you know, obviously in this instance, it's, it's measured in days. So I think the pressure was piled on very quickly. I haven't spoken to Todd or to Nikki yet this morning, but yeah. um, my read of it, looking at his press release, is that obviously, uh, obviously, you know, it's it's, it's created some. Um, health issues from his perspective. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to respect that. Uh, part of part of part of these things is knowing when it's not for you. And uh, yeah, and it's certainly from the party's perspective, it would have been preferable to know that ahead of time. Mm. But um, but uh, you know, once once you once you know in your heart that you cannot do this for whatever reason, 
then you've really got to uh, put your hand up and walk away. So what do we do? Put a night watchman in for the election? Absolutely not. I don't think you can because I think there's just too much uh, for the country to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too much that needs to be discussed. Uh, and um, so it would not be good for the country for that to happen. Uh, there's um, you know, some big issues coming up. Obviously, the, 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 the major one is the is the recovery post-COVID that dominates everything. Uh, how the country's going to pay for that debt mm-hmm. that the government is running up on a daily basis. Uh, and, um, and obviously the question of tax is going to come up. You can see uh, that both the Prime Minister and the Finance Minister are leaving tax very carefully until very late in the campaign. I, I suspect that their political calculation is, uh, is to keep maximum pressure on the opposition until they're reasonably confident of their position and then unveil a tax policy, which they don't think will be particularly popular with quite a large uh, proportion of the population. I suspect that's the game plan. Uh, so, uh, so therefore, it's, it's imperative that, that, that the opposition, that the national um, and, its, and, and obviously the other parties as well be in good shape to have that debate. The public needs to have that debate. Absolutely, there needs to be options. But when you look at the overwhelming support for the Labour Party, you know, not just the coalition government, but the Labour Party, and for Jacinda Ardern as leader, it's a daunting task. And a lot of the economists are saying that what Grant Robertson and Jacinda Ardern are doing is right. You know, this is when you spend the money you've successive governments have put aside for a rainy day. Oh, you, you do. There's no, nobody, I don't think anybody in their right mind is, is arguing about whether you should spend money or not during this time. It's, it's the amount and what it's spent on. I did a piece on the weekend where I yeah. suggested that, that spending $280 million on New Zealand Post will raise a lot of people's eyebrows. I mean, why, would, why would you waste money on that? Um, uh, in the normal, maybe you'd put something in there. Yeah. $280 million, that's, that's over a quarter of a billion dollars for one company. And then you get the, the $10 million for the tourism company and you get the, I think they're spending a couple of hundred million dollars setting up skills councils around the regions. All that needs to be debated because it's not hard to see, you know, there's you know, a lazy 10 or 20 billion there before you almost get out of bed. Yeah. You sit there and scratch your head and say, well, hang on. And yet it's not a lazy 10 or 20 billion. The numbers are so huge. But uh, you'd look and say, you know, these are these are easy numbers to sort of like gloss over, but it is the children and grandchildren of the of 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 those of us in our fifties who are going to end up mm. paying for that, and they're going to look back and say, "God, you know, what were you guys thinking? You pay for it for a long time." Yeah, I do wonder about that. Well, any picks on who might be the one to take that debate into the house and and you know out onto the hustings? I don't think it'd be helpful for me to make any picks. I mean, obviously there's some contenders there, um, and a strong, strong advice, if asked by any members of the current caucus, will be: you have to sit down and do what it takes to unite behind a single person between now and uh, September 19, uh, who who you believe will do the best job now, and then shut up and get on with it. Um, those, that person will need a stable platform. They'll need everybody behind them. They'll need a team that draws on all the experience, 
that the National Party can muster, not just, and there's a bit of a danger that you end up with a small group who perhaps, you know, behind the leader who perhaps don't know what they're really doing, um, or not to the degree that the party can muster if it thinks right across the board. Um, and um, that's what has to happen. And uh, the, pu- the, the it's not about the National Party. It's about the, what the party owes the public of New Zealand in terms of having these debates as you head towards uh, the election. That's what, it's got nothing to do with any individuals in the National Party. It's got a lot to do with the people of Southland, the people of Northland, all those places. Those are the things that, uh, those are the people that they should be keeping absolutely top of mind through this process and forget about their own personal ambition because if they don't forget about it, they won't actually have any reason to have any. Is there a Jacinda Ardern lurking within Nationals' ranks? Because Labour were in disarray until they, you know, rose like a phoenix. Well, they rose like a phoenix. I mean, but let's let's, let's not rewrite history. I mean... Winston Peters um, got them into... Jacinda mm. was undoubtedly a... Yeah, that's right. And and she was an absolute circuit breaker for the Labour Party. Yeah. Um, and, and has turned out in terms of... Uh, you know, the COVID response, particularly the health response, um, has done a good job. But let's not overwrite it. Um, the, uh, you, know, you need somebody absolutely that's going to bring the place together. Labor did have that with Jacinda. Um, and you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special set of skills, but it's not a unique set of skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it requires perhaps more than anything else is not so much the individual, but for all the groups in the caucus to say, actually... We're going to put everything else aside and back this individual. And that's what they had with Jacinda, is that they uh, they basically threw a Hail Mary pass because they've been struggling along for nine years. Um, and um, they threw a Hail Mary pass to somebody who professed to not even want the role. Um, and then they said, right, we're all getting in behind her and we're going to give it our absolute best shot. And that's the important bit, is that, is that you know, you've got to get to that point quickly. Uh, and then the day that any caucus thinks, oh, well, we'll just put a caretaker in and we'll see how it goes and so on and so forth, well, you're just consigning yourself to another three years and you're consigning the country to not having that debate I talked about. So you've got to actually, the most important part is coming in behind somebody, and that's what Labor did last time, and that's what National needs to do this time. I thank you so much for your time and your insight. Stephen, I know you came out of a meeting, so I really do appreciate it. No problems, Kerry. You have a good day. Thanks so much. Former Minister of Finance in the last government, Stephen Joyce, with his thoughts. Love to hear yours.